G'day, Groovers. Craig Anthony Harper, Tiffany Ann Cook over there at bloody uh, TYP Central. Just uh, doing the work, rolling up her sleeves, suiting up, showing up, being bloody amazing. It's Christmas, it's New Year, it's all of it. It could be bloody June, it could be September when you're listening to this. But as we're recording this, it's the 17th of the 12th, the year of our Lord, as Mary Harper would say, 2022. <laughs> Hi, Tiff. Hi, Harps. <laughs> Shout out to Mayor. Shout out to Mares. How's and the your, good Lord. Uh, and the good Lord, of course. And the good Lord. The Lord God looking down upon us, <laughs> shining his light into the darkness. <laughs> mm, brothers and sisters. Are you uh, now I know this by the time people hear this, it's already Chrissy and it's done and dusted, but uh is there is there significant preparation going on in the Cook household, which is consists of you and a cat, uh, which is one more living creature than in my house? Um, is there significant preparation going on for Christmas, or is it just a minor speed hump and it's just another Sunday on the calendar? It's a minor speed hump, but it, I, I'm really excited about this one. I'm spending it with um, two really lovely friends of mine who are also. Elwood orphans or St Kilda orphans. Mm. We're getting some beautiful seafood and hopefully it'll be nice weather. And I'm really excited about that because as much as being, you know, the day and the family thing isn't, you know, it's another day. It could be, you know, January when I do that. I do wake up on Christmas when I don't go home and I do feel an overwhelming sense of sadness and lacking of love that every single other person it feels like in the world is experiencing. But I'm not the only one, so it will be nice to be with friends. Yeah, perfect. Love it. I'm going to see Ron and Mary up in the thriving metrops, see the old dolls. Does she she make you a little little Christmas treat? Uh, She does. does. (laughs) Do you have to fight Um, over not eating it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like Mary's the one person in the world, like nobody can make me eat shit I don't want to eat. Except for Mary. Except for Mary. <laughs> what does she make? Like, and I, I mean, even if she makes something that I wouldn't normally eat, I mean, by the way, all of her food is ridiculously fucking so good, my mum's food. What's I, her I grew Christmas up basically, signature? What? What's her Christmas signature? Mum's very unconventional. Mm. I mean, well, you could have seven different dishes on the table and they're all different. Like, like, why, like, there's no rhyme or reason. Oh you could God, have yeah. Thai food and Italian food and an Aussie roast and like a bunch of different stuff, generally when people are around, of course. But, but we actually head out to some family friends. I grew up, mum and dad's best friends, Ray and Gil. So they're, they're like the four of them, mum and dad and them are like brothers and sisters. They're mm-hmm. super tight and they have four daughters. Shout out to the girls which is Narelle, Leanne, Julie, and Jan. They are like my sisters. Um, and so for the boy who doesn't have siblings, boy, listen to me, I'm kidding myself. <laughs> for the boy who doesn't have siblings, they're like my my go-to family, yes. Does Ron and Mary have brothers and sisters? Oh, do they? Fucking, they have all the brothers and sisters. Ron's one of six boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Ron used to have to fight to get a fucking carrot. <laughs> like, like. Ron did not grow up in bloody Brighton, let me tell you that. Like there was you my old man used to say in most houses rats are pests in ours they're a delicacy. You know? Like like shit. I grew up with all that shit all the time. But they did, I mean, you know, we'll get on track in a minute, everyone. But Ron and Mary were both born in nineteen thirty nine. Do you know what nineteen thirty was? Very historical year. 
No. First year of the Second World War. Oh, wow. So they grew up in, um, you know, so the first six years of their life was in mm. um, World War Two, and um, all of the, you know, uh, consequences and realities of that and depression, mm. the Great Depression in the 30s and, you know, and and life was, and my mum's mum, as you probably remember when I tell you, uh, died giving birth to mum. So mum never yeah. had a mum per se. Um, and it's funny, you know, when you, it's funny, this episode's called Changing the Way We Think. And and I used to, not in a bad way, but, you know, sometimes you'd struggle to understand your parents. Mm. Like, what the fuck, mum, dad, what do you, what, like, what? How do you even, why, you know, and you, because we've got egos and because our reality is our reality, no one else's, mm. we stupidly think that other people either do think like us or should think like us, mm. right? And why aren't you more like me is essentially the question we ask ourselves without saying it out loud. Yeah. And so I used to, I did that. I used to think, how do you not understand what I'm talking about? How do you not get this? How do you not see the significance or how do you not know that I'm right? What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> and that was because I was naive. I had no idea of what we call theory of mind, which is understanding other people's in the moment reality. I had fuck all self-awareness. I was selfish. I was self-centered. I had an ego. I was a little fuck. Let's be honest. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully I'm periodically more evolved than that now, not always. Um, but you know what was a breakthrough for me is I was having a con- I won't say who, but I had a conversation with someone once about my dad's childhood and I went, oh, because my childhood yeah. and I was just like middle class at best, like middle class, but my childhood was a fucking Disney movie yeah. compared to my dad's. And when I got to, and I still don't fully understand, but when I got to understand both my mum and my dad's childhood, you know, mum went to live uh, live at a boarding school when she was four, mm. right? Mum was raised a lot by, well, pro- totally by nuns and her grandmother in between, right? Um, and like they both had such adversity and such hardship and such, you know, lack of love and kindness. And, and you know, there was not, not that there was no love at all, but it wasn't, you know, I always, my dad's a bit of an emotional, you know what, but, but I've always known that he loves me, right? He's never going to come up and go, give us a hug, you big fuck, but he's going <laughs> to go, oh, I'll repaint the house for you on Tuesday because that's his love language. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, understanding you know, when you when you can learn someone else's story, then you start to understand them. Yeah. Like if you know their story, then you begin to know them because they are a byproduct of where they've been and what they've been in and what they've seen. And they're a byproduct, just like you and I are a byproduct. Also, you- we can kind of reflect that back on ourselves. Like how I can't I couldn't understand me until I understood my story, and that's even harder. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes, yes. And and you do a deep dive on that and you start to think about what you did and why you didn't and like you start to become aware of your own programming and you, you can't change the thing that you're not aware of, right? Mm. You can't, mm. like if you can't recognize your own bias and prejudice and uh, nuanced 
individual way of seeing the world, mm. then you can't do anything about it. So I recognize uh, not all of them, I'm sure, but I I I have to go well, I went to seven Catholic schools, I went to a Catholic university the first time. Uh, all my friends were Catholic. I went to mass every week. I had this upbringing, this education, this environment, these friends. Uh, I was exposed to this music, this media, these days, this social media, blah, blah, blah. And here we are on the 17th of the 12th as we record this. And I'm just seeing everything in the world through the Craig window. Mm. And, and recognizing the Craig window is the beginning of my own version of self-awareness. Mm. knowing that this is not reality, this is my reality. And so so I wanted to talk a little bit today about, you know, changing the way that we think. Um, and like many things, you can't change the way that you think uh, without doing stuff. That's my opinion. That's my experience. So, for example, let me give you an example. If you go, I want to be a brilliant uh uh, guitarist, and you go, giddy up. And I go, right, so what are you doing? Well, I'm watching all the best guitarists in the world. I'm watching what they did. I'm watching their fingers on the, the neck of the guitar and cruising over the frets. I'm watching the other hand that does all the plucking. I'm I'm reading the books. I'm I'm learning about Jimi Hendrix's backstory. I'm, I've watched John Mayer till my eyeballs bleed. I'm and then I would go, cool, are you playing the guitar though? No. Mm. Right. Well, you can't get good at playing the guitar without playing the guitar, right? Mm. And so you can't think differently without exposing yourself to different thought and different ways of thinking. And one of the ways, so I'm going to go through a few quick ways. And so if, by the way, if you don't, if you're not an, uh, an overthinker and the way that your mind works is for the most part healthy and productive, not unhealthy and destructive and you have no, you don't need to change the way that you think. Well, then skip this episode. But if if you do think that sometimes you could probably think better, you could frame things differently, you could look through a different window, you could create a different experience by having a different kind of uh, way of framing whatever's going on. Then these are a few ideas. So one is one is what you're doing right now. What you're doing right now is you're listening to two people that most of you have never met sharing thoughts and ideas and stories and information. And that's great because we are literally talking about things. We're talking about ideas and issues that can literally um, help you improve your life. So exposing yourself to ideas, stories, information, education, uh, that isn't just repetition of what you already have, what you've already got stored in your databank having conversations with people who don't live in your echo chamber, meeting people, listening to people who have different values or ideas or culture or background or education or aspirations or, or, or mindset, not because you need to become like them or agree with them, but rather just talk to someone who isn't fucking just another version of you. And one of the problems in 2022-3 is that we, so many of us live in a fucking echo chamber 
where we just surround ourselves with people who agree with us and think like us and are like us and eat like us and vote like us and worship like us. And, and anyone who doesn't do us or doesn't align with our thinking is the enemy or is a moron or is wrong. And this is such a, a tragedy in terms of who we can be and how we can be. So stepping out of the echo chamber and recognizing the echo chamber. And that, by the way, that doesn't mean that, you know, like I've got friends who are really religious. I used to be religious. I'm not more. I'm, I'm not anymore. I've, but I've still got friends that are, I've got friends that are pastors of big churches. I love them, but I don't go to church, but I love them and I'm glad they do. And they're not wrong and I'm not right. We're just different and it's good. And I've got friends that are Buddhists and friends that are, uh, Muslims and friends that are atheists and friends that are vegans and friends that are carnivores and friends that barrack for Collingwood. Not really. I don't like them. Fuck them. Just kidding. Um, you know, but that's the thing. It's that the, and we have this way of thinking and seeing the world that not that we need to change that necessarily, but to be aware of that and to find the space between the thing that I'm thinking about and my thought about the thing. So that is the gap between what is going on, situation, circumstance, environment, person, conversation, problem, blah, 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 and then my story about that thing. Because your story, that's your thinking. And then we can start to reframe things. We can start to question our current beliefs, like beliefs are just thoughts. I believe that. I believe John 3.16, for God so loved the, his only begotten son that whoso believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. I believe, well, I probably don't so much these days, but I, for a very long time. And so I I believe that because I was taught that, that all you got to do is go, Jesus, I'm on your team, sort of, and now I've got eternal life, boom. Right? And, and when you believe that, I'm not saying you shouldn't believe that if you do, and I'm not saying... You should if you don't. I'm saying when you believe that, that is your truth, then it's very hard to ever question anything. And when we question, when we live in an echo chamber of thought or we live in what I call a cult of thought where we all think the same, then you are discouraged from thinking critically, especially if your critical thinking becomes criticism of the thought bubble that you all live in. Because in order to belong to this group, in order to belong to this echo chamber and this cult, you need to agree with us and think like us. And if you don't, you can't be our friend and you're not in our tribe and you're not in your cult, so fuck off, which is a very, very good way to manipulate people to be to behave, to conform, and to stay within the boundaries of how they should think. Also, a brilliant way to handicap yourself, to underachieve, to waste your talent, waste your time, and to become a fucking sheep being herded by a few powerful people who want to control you. So think about how you thinking, how you think. We've spoken about a thousand times, metacognition, you know, have an awareness, start to find the space between, you know, the rhetoric, the 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 generally accepted message. And again, I'm not being political here in any way, and I'm not talking about a particular topic. In fact, I'm just talking about cognition. I'm just talking about how you think. Recognize the patterns of thought that you have that are destructive and or unhealthy. Someone says, hey, Tiff, you did a great job. And what Tiff does straight away is points out seven things she did wrong, though, right? 
we go, oh, you look great. That colour really suits you. Oh, yeah, but I've got fucking bags under my eyes and I fucking hate these shoes and I'm, I, I shouldn't wear, I'm not a real lady and I'm fucking clunky. And, and you do that. You have, <laughs> you're good at that, right? I can compliment you and then you put yourself down six times because you're not comfortable with the compliment. Right? This is all around awareness of how we think. Anything to add or ask or subtract? I was just going to say I'm good at accepting the compliment that you said. I'm good at that. I'll accept that compliment. Thank you. Of course you will. Of course you will. <laughs> all right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. Think about how you think. See ya. <laughs>